0: The customary text for Maundy Thursday comes to us out of John's gospel, and even though there are two events, two key events that happen in this story that we look at or um, celebrate every year, John's is unique. And, and, and if you heard me uh, preach a few weeks ago, I mentioned how John elevates the story. John is not too concerned about the details of the story as much as he is the meaning of the story. And so where the synoptics agree, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, that uh, the disciples gathered with Jesus in the upper room on uh, Thursday night of Passover week, after having, uh, Jesus having ridden into um, Jerusalem on Sunday to all the hosannas and the waving of the palms and anticipation that Jesus would become the king that they had hoped for. And the synoptics uh, institute what we now call the Lord's Supper or the Holy Eucharist or communion, where they tell the story of Jesus breaking bread with his friends But over in John's gospel, John takes a a different path. And so I want you to hear it again, as I'm sure you have heard it before, this telling of this evening with Jesus and his friends around the table celebrating a meal. And I want you to hear it from standing outside of it. A lot of times when we look at Scripture, we like to imagine ourselves in the text somewhere and and try to discern some meaning for ourselves. But I I want to invite you to, to hear this telling of John's version of what happened that evening, not as a participant, someone sitting around the table, but someone standing outside and watching it unfold. So hear these words from John chapter 13 Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that His hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved His own who were in the world, He loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Him. And during supper, Jesus He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he had put on his robe and had returned to the table. He said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants of Are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Jesus said, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of God on this Maundy Thursday for the people of God around the world. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, we have come to this familiar story once again where we imagine in our mind's eye that Jesus has chosen to spend his last evening on earth with his friends around a table, enjoying a meal and sharing fellowship. We pray by your spirit that in this moment, Lord, that you would help us to see clearly what really is going on in this story. Give us eyes to see and hearts to hear that we may be truly blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus has said that He's looked forward to sharing this meal, the Passover meal, with His friends, and He, he made arrangements for them to do it in the upper room. And, and so they've gathered The meal has begun, they're all sitting around the meal, when Jesus behaves strangely. Very rarely would a host get up in the middle of a meal, let alone take off his garment and stoop to the task of a slave or a servant and work his way one by one around the table, washing the feet. Of his disciples. But John set this story in the context of good and evil, uh, of this battle. Now, I'm not a a, a huge fan of uh, Marvel comic movies, um, but I've seen a few of them, enough of them to know that there is this battle between good and evil and it's not limited to just Marvel comic movies but a lot of good stories and good plots uh, of movies have this, this battle going on between good and evil. And so John does the same thing when he says the devil had already put into the heart of Judas son of Simon Iscariot to betray him. The devil, evil, is present at the table. And then he goes on to say, And Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was returning to God, divinity, good, also present at the table. And so like all good battles between evil and good, There is this tension, and that's the setting that John wants us to see the events of the evening, not in the typical servant leadership interpretation that we tend to feel comfortable with, that go and be like Jesus, do what Jesus did, be a servant leader for those who you lead. But this is a story of love descending As Paul says, from the moment that Jesus stepped out of the heavenly realm and descended into this place, the the world, the the earth, and he continued to take another step in this path of dissension, lowering himself to the role of a slave, a servant girl even, knowing that who was already sitting around the table. The one who would betray him. The one who would give Jesus up to those who had the power to brutally kill him. And as Jesus worked his way around the table, he washed his feet and those who would disappear, those who we would never hear from again, those names who don't have books of the Bible named after them, whose story we don't know beyond this moment. They abandoned the deserters, as you've probably heard them called, and he came around the table one by one, And he washed their feet. He loved them. And Peter, having just said earlier that he would stay with Jesus even to his own death, would, as we know, before the the cock crowed three times, would deny even knowing the man. And Jesus, when he came to Peter, washed his feet. This battle is won not between some violent action, between good and evil, but in the humility of love and suffering and this continued path toward descending to the lowest place possible up on a cross. This is the story that John would like for us to see, that at the beginning when he says that he would love them to the end, and then at the end of the passage when he says, as I have done for you, you should do for one another, and he's not talking about washing their feet, he's talking about loving them to the end, not to the end of the story or to the end of time, but to the end of himself, holding nothing back. There is no level to which Jesus would not go downward to show his love for his friends, for us, And for all of humanity...